All right, everyone, we're going to go ahead and get started. And as advertised, uh, this hour is devoted to information on foster care and, and adoption and how, as individuals and even as a church, we can get involved in uh, helping young people, helping children who find themselves uh, in need. And we've done some of that as a church, but uh, we want to uh, learn more so that we can so that we can do more and do it more effectively. So to that end, on this day, which is nationwide called Orphan Sunday, uh, back in March, I think it was, I contacted Missy Parker Miller and asked her if she would be able to be with us on this day, and she agreed to do that. Missy is, uh, represents Bethany Christian Services, and she has brought a couple of other representatives from Bethany as well. So all three of them are going to have a part in the, the presentation today. And then at the end, they hope to have some time for questions and answers. So we look forward to hearing, hearing from them. Missy was with us about three years ago, and uh, now uh, we're very glad to have her, have her back. So before Missy comes, I just wanted to remind you of a couple of things. One is tonight at 5 o'clock is our annual celebration dinner, our anniversary dinner. And the second thing is related to that. Uh, men, we need to set up this room for the dinner tonight. So as soon as we're done here with this class, then, guys, if you could stick around, and I anticipate not more than 15, certainly not more than 20 minutes for us to get the uh, tables in here and set up and the uh, chairs around them, that would be a great help. All right, with that, Missy, please uh, come on ahead. We lowered the microphone as much as we could for you here, so... Perfect. All right. There we go. <laughs> well, good morning, um, community. It is so great to be back with you again. Um, like Pastor Ken said, it's been three years, and a lot has happened over those three years. Um, when I was with you before, I was engaged to be married, and my husband and I got married, I think, right after we were here. And so we've been married for three years. Wave, Curtis. Um, so that has been absolutely wonderful um and then um also i hear here at community a lot has been going on as far as orphan ministry as well you now have an orphan ministry team is that correct pastor all right (laughs) so congratulate yes that is so wonderful And so we hope that today um, I would like to meet with, you know, members of that team briefly after service um, just so we can get acquainted with one another. And um, hopefully after our presentations today, whatever area the Lord is kind of speaking to your heart on in regards to orphan ministry, we believe we're going to have something for everybody here today. and so I'm going to begin and just do a little brief. Um, how many of you were here when I was here before? I just like to know how many new people. Okay, so we still have a lot of new people. So I'm going to give a little brief background on Bethany and then talk a little bit about um, our ministries and that kind of thing. And then uh, I'll introduce my coworkers as well. Um, Bethany Christian Services. How many of you have heard of Bethany also? All right. Yay! <laughs> okay. Um, so Bethany is a Christian child welfare agency. 
And we were founded right here in Michigan in 1944. So we have been serving children and families um, for over 70 years. And um, we have right now about 113 offices around the United States. And we offer child welfare services in 17 countries around the world. So Bethany is a very, um, very stable child welfare agency in the community and globally um, around the world. Right here in Michigan, we have, um, well, let me start, go back and say, Bethany, we do all types of adoption, so domestic infant adoption, international adoption, and foster care adoption. We also have a huge pregnancy counseling ministry that works in conjunction with our domestic infant program, and um, the other services, and of course, foster care, foster care adoption is big. That's the main thing that I'm going to share with you today. Because with churches, because Bethany is a Christian child welfare agency, we primarily partner with churches to advocate for Christian homes for children who are coming into foster care or children waiting to be adopted. Um, so we don't advertise just to the general public. Because our desire is for children to be in a home where they can come to know the love and compassion of Jesus Christ. Because children coming into foster care, these are children who've been abused, children who've been neglected. These are hurting children. And so there's nobody, no community better to minister to these children than believers. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the love of Jesus, and so we can help these children to heal. We can nurture them and embrace them and love on them, and not only with our own love and our own strength, but like I said, with the love of Jesus. So Bethany reaches out to churches, and we partner with churches. And so I love Community Bible and your pastor, Ken, um, because you are a church that you have a heart for that type of ministry. And believe it or not, a lot of churches don't get it which shocks me because if we read the same Bible, (laughs) it's very clear (laughs) that God tells us as believers to minister to the weak, to the vulnerable, to the hurting. James 1.27 says that pure religion before God our Father is this, that we minister to the orphan and the widow in their time of distress. And so we have so many, many hurting children in our communities that need our help. And so as a church family, we desire for you to just, Lord, how would you want me to um, maybe help in this ministry, in orphan ministry? So real quick, um, in Michigan, we have about 13,000 children who are in foster care right now. That's just in the state of Michigan, 13,000 kids. Of those 13,000 children, about 3,000 of them, their parents' parental rights have been terminated. Now, these are kids who've already been in foster care probably for about two years or more. Their parents' parental rights have been terminated, and now they're waiting for an adoptive family. They're waiting to be adopted. So if we kind of do the math, in Michigan we have 10,000 churches. So if just a third of those churches would adopt one child, then the body of Christ would take care of a problem 
that right now the state, you know, has. How awesome is that? That the body of believers, that Christians are doing that. The state doesn't have to be worried about it. We take care of that. So Bethany has that view, that we can do that. This is very doable. And um, we're very excited about that. So my prayer, again, is, is Community Bible is a partnering church with Bethany. And so we're praying that out of um, out of your church, there are going to be families who will be willing to be foster families, families who will be willing to adopt some children, families who the other ministries we're going to talk about today who will be willing to maybe become involved in refugee foster care or in our safe families ministry. Um, so very briefly, just let me share, um, since I was here last as well, we have two new ministries at Bethany. One is called Refugee Foster Care. And I'm sure most of us have been hearing on the news, you know, the last couple of years, that a lot of young people are coming into our country fleeing persecution, fleeing all of the war and everything that's going on. They're coming into our country. And these are young people, teenagers mostly, who um, are really fleeing for their lives. And so Bethany has been an agency that has been asked to please take in these children and find homes for them. So we just began a new program in October called Refugee Foster Care. And I'm going to have the representative of that program come up and speak to you in just a moment. But So that's another avenue. So we have regular foster care. We have foster care adoption. We have refugee foster care. And then another new program that Bethany has now is called Safe Families. And Safe Families is is a part of Bethany, but it's completely separate in that it is a completely church-run program. Okay, foster care and refugee foster care are state-funded programs. But Safe Families is completely church-run. There's no government involvement with Safe Families. And so just very briefly, what that is, is in the, um, my coworker is going to share a lot more about safe families. But safe families would be if there was like a mom who had to have surgery and no one to take care of her children. She has no support. In the past, those children would end up in foster care. Because if she's at the hospital and they have to admit her and she has no one to take care of her kids, they're going to call Child Protective Services. And those kids come into foster care when they should not be in foster care. So Bethany um, has safe families where we would have a host family from the church who would come and um, take care of those children. For Say she's going to be out for six weeks. That family would take care of those children for the six weeks that mom was rehabbing. And so it's a beautiful program because these children have not been abused or neglected. Mom just needed a little help for a little bit of time. And so um, Safe Families is a program that is like Bethany offers a full continuum, a full spectrum of services. On this end, we have Safe Families, just very short visits. Most placements last about a couple of days to maybe six months is the longest of a placement. Um, and so we have safe families here, and then if there are children who've been abused or neglected, they have to come into state foster care, then we have Christian homes who will take those children as well. 
So that's kind of an overview of, of Bethany. We have a table out in the foyer that has um, our brochures and everything on there, um, information for you. So if there's an area that you feel the Lord has spoken to you on, please talk to one of us after service. We have orientation every month for all of our various programs, and um, we'd love to just help you build your orphan ministry here um, at Community. Um, the last thing I want to share is I want to thank you all so much because for the last three years, you all have worked with Bethany with our Christmas gift program. And so many of you have purchased Christmas gifts for our children who are in foster care. That is so awesome. I want to thank you all so much. So That is such a blessing to us because, again, we have churches that help us minister to our children in foster care in that way. And just to throw it out there for the orphan ministry, other ways to help would be um, maybe having a baby shower for us. We always have a lot of women coming who are keeping their children, but they need resources. So a church would do a baby shower for us and have diapers and wipes and baby clothes and that kind of thing and will donate it to us because as, as soon as we fill up our closet, our baby closet, it gets wiped out because women are coming in every day to get those items. So if as a church you would desire to, to do that for us, maybe once a year, you know, whatever the Lord lays on your heart, that would be wonderful. And the last thing are our duffel bags. Kids coming in to care often have nothing. And so we have churches that will um, get duffel bags and, like, fill them with pajamas and underwear and socks and toiletries, a Bible of stuffed animal, pillow, blanket, that kind of thing. So when a child comes into care, they have something to take with them because many times when they're removed from their homes, they have nothing with them. So just a couple of ideas, um, you know, for you. So, you know, pray on that and whatever door the Lord opens, that will be wonderful. Um, I'm going to end now with a brief video. I like the children to speak and to share with you their heart on why it's so important for them um, to have a family. That's all they really want is a loving family. And then after that, I'm going to introduce my co-worker for the refugee program. Thank you. We all need love. But kids like us just have one thing. A wish. Please, somebody... See me, talk to me, care for me. I think the hopeful my mommy and daddy, and a good mommy and daddy too. I would always be seeing kid, other kids with families, but I would never see myself with one. When Jasmine was with me, I was important to me because. Then I knew she was safe and nobody would um, harm her or anything. When I was growing up, it was very scary. I felt I was growing up by myself. I didn't have anyone to rely on. Nobody wanted a 14-year-old. Whatever I could do to make their childhood better, I was going to do it. I told my social worker, go ahead and put my brothers up for adoption without me. Their chances were so much better without me. 
and that's all I wanted was for them to be happy. Good night. They didn't hug me or anything. They just they just went to sleep. One simple word can make all the difference in the life of a child like us. Say yes and see what your love can grow. The first night in spring night there, I looked at their eyes. I felt the love. My mom and dad make me feel like I really belong to a family. I want them to know that they were the family we were hoping for. It was like hope came back into my life, you know. Before I didn't think I would make it, but now I know that I'll always have my family. When we were at our parents' house, I felt so happy because we were all together. And I knew my sister was going to be with us forever. I don't have to be alone anymore. Now I'm just a regular kid. say it's so much better. Um, I'd like to introduce now um, our refugee foster care worker. Her name is Monica Chavez, and she's going to share with you about our new refugee foster care program. Hi, how are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. So it's one of my first times speaking, so I'm very nervous, and I do apologize, but we'll give it a go and uh, see how it goes. But yeah, my name is Monica Chavez, and I work for the refugee program that we have started in the Madison Heights location. We're very new. We just started in the month of October, so we're you know looking to recruit families and looking for people who are interested to help. Um, and yeah, I'm actually coming from a different refugee program on the west side of the state, but yeah, um, I have a PowerPoint presentation to present to you guys. All right, um, so currently right now, there are 5.9 million people in the world who are forced or forcibly displaced. And every year, people are displaced by war, famine, persecution, natural disasters, and political unrest. Um, a lot of uh, the refugees are coming in from Central America due to gang violence and extreme poverty. Uh, you have countries from Sub-Saharan African, children from Sub-Saharan African countries who are escaping war persecution and also poverty as well. In Asia, we have lots of ethnic cleansing that's going on and religious conflict. And after this, we're going to share a, a video of right now. people are dying. The problem of like finding food. When I was thrown in jail and beaten unconscious. In Sudan, people are dying and we all are separate from our parents. I told my father and we never saw him again. Back in my country, nobody has a future.
since I came here in the Bethany program, I did have uh, two foster parents. Um, the first foster parents, I make a lot of difference in my life, really, and these are the first home that I've been to. I have new mom and new sister. I love so much. They love me too. They give me advices of, you know, and they help me decide, make some decisions. They help me go to school. Our foster parents, they are very nice. A lot of my foster parents have told me that uh, their lives have been really impacted by taking in uh, these kids, and their lives have changed forever, and they've been really blessed. And even amidst all the challenges that they face, they always say, you know, we will do this all over again. Bringing somebody in who's from a different culture, it, it can't do really anything else but grow you. We say we have open door at our house. Doesn't matter if it's a refugee or if it's, you know, a friend. It's been a blessing, I guess, for our whole family. It, it is so rewarding through their stories and um, their experiences. It's made me really change how I, I've looked at myself and how I look at a typical American life and how much we take for granted here. When I grow up, I'm gonna, I, I personally am gonna do foster care and I'm gonna take kids and be there for them the way my parents, my parents are here for me and hoping and dreaming every day that someday I'll become a pediatric doctor and go back there. Gradual high school, I hope I will be going to university. In five years or so later when you look at where you were and where are you now, you know, you think back and like, who can I thank for this? I thank Bethany. Sorry, this is an older video, so as you've known, with every the crisis that are going around the world, these numbers are now much higher, and I just want to show you the video first, because I know, you know, the whole concept of refugees, there's just so many questions, and just so much information that is out there, but yeah, so what our refugee foster program does is we're looking for people who are willing to take these kids into their home and foster them and take care of them. So I'm just going to continue kind of giving you more facts just because I feel like refugee is a huge topic that it just are so many facts to cover. So um, right now there are an estimated 65.3 million individuals who are displaced um, because of conflict or persecution. 50% of the refugee population is under the age of 18. And 80% of these unaccompanied minors are between the ages and 15 and 17, which is the population that we serve in this program. Um, and Bethany has been a huge player in the refugee services. Uh, we started in 1976 for the Vietnamese refugees. Um, so, um, so our Madison Heights location has just started this program. Um, it's very new. I know I was telling you that it started in October. Um, it's been around in the west side for many more years, but we're hoping to expand and grow to this side of the state. 
Um, so what we're looking for in our refugee foster care, what we, who we serve in this program is um, youth who have been separated from their families by war, abuse, community violence. Um, the, cage, the kids that we serve are typically from the ages of 13 and 17 and are mostly coming from Central America and African countries. Um, these children are usually coming from shelters or in refugee camps, and as you all know, these are overcrowded, very low funding. Um, so before the kids arrive, they're coming from these places and waiting to hopefully get accepted by a family here in the U.S. So here are some current trends of the countries that we mostly see refugees from. We have a lot from Latin, Amer uh, Latin America and Africa and Asia as well. So the role of a foster, a refugee foster parent is to provide a safe space for these children to be able to incorporate their culture and still meet their needs and to further and help their education. So what we're looking for in our refugee program is we're looking for people who are willing to be respite foster families, mentors and tutors, help raise awareness, and uh, translators as well. So what a respite family is, is a family who takes care of a child that does not live in a home but can come and spend the night. The family and the home must be fully licensed and trained. So this is a good support service for people who are foster parents. And so with all this being said, um, for the Refugee Foster Program, we're definitely looking for people who are willing to be uh, foster parents and take these children in and give them a better life. And of course, we need mentors, tutors, and people who are willing to provide these services because these kids need lots of supports coming into a whole different country, not sometimes not knowing the language and having, of course, faced many barriers and traumatizing situations in their lives. All right, well, yeah, that is my presentation. <laughs> Thank you. microphone is perfect. Good morning. My name is Sheila Mounts, and I'm the coordinator for um, the Safe Families for Children program. And as Missy told you, this is a, a pretty new program. I was the director of Bethany for about eight and a half years, and I heard about this program on the west side of the state. And I thought, we have it in Holland, and we have it in Traverse City, but we don't have it in Detroit. And that didn't make any sense to me. So um, God moved my world, and I stepped down to head up this program. And, and I can tell you it's an amazing program. And part of the reason it's so amazing is I just love being able to go into the churches and talk about this. Um, as Missy said, there are a lot of children that end up in foster care that don't belong in foster care. I had a mom call me a couple weeks ago and she said, Miss Sheila, I have to go to the hospital and I don't know what I'm going to do with my babies because you know if I take my babies to the hospital, they'll put them in foster care. And that's the truth because you can't take your children to the hospital with you. So I called a, um, a pastor, actually, from a local church, and I said, I've got a mom with twins who needs to go to the hospital. Can you help me? And he said, I'm on my way. And he met me 25 minutes later at the mom's house. We signed a power of attorney so that he could take the babies back home with him, and mom was able to go to the hospital without worrying about losing her kids because these are not abused and neglected kids, and they don't belong in foster care. She was in the hospital for a couple days, needed a couple days to recover. At the end of that time, uh, she just texted and said, I'm ready for my kids to come home, and the babies came home. 
That's what this program does. It keeps kids who are not abused and neglected out of foster care. And it uses the local churches to do so. There's no government involvement with this program. It uses families from the Christian church. It's what the church used to do before the government stepped in and said, we can do it. And I love the fact that it's churches that are taking it back and saying, we can take care of our community. So what happens is, I'll get a call. I got a call this morning before I was leaving for here of a mom who said, I was in Florida, and I was going to use a Safe Families program there, and my family said they would help me, so I came up to Michigan, and when I got here, no one's willing to help me. And I said, how many children do you have? She said, I have eight children between 13 years old and six months old. And I had to tell her I couldn't help her. I don't have enough families. I need more families from the church that can take kids in on a temporary basis. These kids are anywhere from a few days, if it's a medical crisis, to up to six months if somebody's homeless. I've learned that when a mom tells me she's homeless and doesn't have a job, that two weeks is not going to make it for her to be able to, to, to accomplish what she needs to. Last year was really the first year of this program, and we helped 35 children which is pretty good for a first year um, when it's only me doing it. This year, there have been 51 children. Oh, 52. I had another one this week. 52 kids that have been helped and that have been kept out of foster care. I have had to say no to 79 children because I didn't have families. I don't know what happened to them. I, I don't know if, if mom struggled or kids ended up in foster care. While a family hosts... Somebody else from the church is able to act as a mentor to that mom. This is not adversarial. This is this is a mom saying, it's okay. You can go and stay with this family, and I'm going to call you tonight, and we're going to FaceTime, and we're going to send pictures back and forth. And this is the ability to have a relationship with that parent. I had a mom I helped a, a year ago, and um, the family had the kids for a week while she was in the hospital, and they picked her up for church. And they continued to pick her up for church every Sunday. And she texted me a picture of her being baptized in that church this summer. How wonderful is that? She had no one and was in danger of losing her kids. She has a church family now. And more importantly, she has Jesus in her life. So that's what this program does. Um, it's, it's sometimes a, a great stepping stone for people who think, I'm not sure I want that one- to two-year commitment for foster care, but I can do a few days. You don't have to be licensed as foster parents. I do the approval. You still have to have a letter from your pastor, a reference letter. You still have to have fingerprinting so that we know we're putting kids in safe homes. But it doesn't have the restrictions because there is no government involvement. So I would love to talk to you more. I'm so thrilled that you have an orphan ministry because it only seems to me the next step would be to add, say, families to your orphan ministry. So I'd love to talk to you about that after church. So... Um, did we want to answer any questions, Missy? Do you guys want to? Do we have a couple minutes to answer any questions? Perfect.
That's correct. We do, for Safe Families, we still do protective services clearances and fingerprinting, which all of the programs do. One of the big differences is, like for foster care, you have to have babies in a crib. For Safe Families, they can be in a pack-and-play. For foster care, they're going to measure your water temperature. I just ask you if your water's set at a safe temperature. It's, It's the government involvement that makes it much more complicated. It takes about six months to for someone to be licensed for foster care, whereas if somebody's motivated, I can um, have somebody approved within a month for safe families. Very good. So what about the other two? For foster care, it takes about six months. What are the hoops you have to jump through for that? <laughs> and then what about for the refugees? Okay. Um, for, to become a foster parent, you do have to be licensed by the state to become a foster parent. It does take about six months to get licensed. Um, you are fingerprinted and clearances are run and um we do a walk through your home because your home is licensed as well as you, you know. Um, and then for, like I'm doing licensing now too, <laughs> so I'm thinking back through different things that, that we want as far as foster parenting. Um, there is training. There is mandated training that you have to do to become a foster parent. But it's just too... Basically, we do our trainings. It's called Pride Training. It's on Saturday. And so um, it's from 9 to 4 on one Saturday. You take Pride 1, 2, and 3. And then we skip a Saturday. And the next Saturday, you take Pride 4 and 6. And that's it. That's all the outside training that you have to take to become a foster parent. The other thing I do want to make clear is that um, Bethany is a private agency. So All of your child welfare agencies come under the umbrella of the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, So they monitor what we do. But all of your interaction, if you want to become a foster or adoptive parent, is going to be with Bethany workers. So it's only going to be a Bethany worker that will come out to your home. It's only a Bethany worker that's doing your licensing, that's doing your home study, All of your interaction is with Bethany workers. Your children will come through our office, the Bethany office. I'd also like to say that we have um, in off of our Madison Heights office is our main office in this part of Michigan, but we have a satellite in Flint, and we also have a satellite in northwest Detroit. So for this location, if you're fostering, the Northwest Detroit office is probably closer for you to work with us there. So I did want to let you know we have that. Also, to be a foster parent, you can be single or married. You don't have to own your home. You can be leasing. You can be renting. You can be in a mobile home. Um, that's not a problem. You can be on disability, SSI, as long as you are financially stable that you can pay your bills. But other than that, we do have many foster parents who are on disability or SSI, something like that, retired individuals. Um, so like I said, kind of something for everyone. There are, um, we have a lot of grandparents who are, unfortunately, we, it's called kinship care. Um, a lot of our grandparents are fostering their grandchildren or relatives. Um, that's going on. We have a lot of empty nesters who will help, especially with teenagers. We have a lot of teenagers who need homes, and we have a lot of empty nesters who are helping with that. So the refugee program is going to be the same identical process as you go through the foster care. It's still through the state. Um, we do adi- uh, require some additional like cultural training, and we'll do some other trainings just to have more background from the kids where they're coming from. But as far as licensing and everything else, it's the same as foster care. Okay. 
Any other questions? No. Yes. Okay, you mean children coming into state foster care? No, no, no. Any child that's coming into state foster care, we find foster homes for them. So that's with foster care. Sheila mentioned that with the Safe Families Program, if she didn't have a host family for those children, um, like she said, she's not sure what's happened with those children. I have to say yeah, but if you if a child if the state is placing a child in foster care, we have to find a foster home for them. And if our agency can't do it, which we hate because we're a Christian agency, we're placing kids in Christian homes. If we can't place them in a Christian home, then they could go into a secular home. So Bethany wants lots of families who know Christ so these children can come into Christian homes. Okay, so say that again. If <laughs> I think we can, I think we can transfer your license. Like I said, Bethany has offices all over the country. So if you were licensed with Bethany and you moved to a state that had, you know, Bethany offices, I think we can just work on just transferring your license. But it's kind of state to state because every state is different. Yeah. Thanks very much. Well, thank you for coming, and uh, thank you, men, for for coming as well. Uh, that that uh, came with uh, Missy. I called it her entourage. You have an entourage now that comes with you, and she came three years ago. It was just uh, her and her then fiance. So. Uh, great to have you. Thanks for the information. There's a table set up, as Missy mentioned, out in the uh, foyer, and uh, these folks will be out there to answer questions you have, so please uh, let them know that you appreciate them coming, but also avail yourself of some of the materials that are out there on the table and ask them any uh, questions you might have thought of uh, to uh, talk to them about. Uh, congratulations on the marriage. That marriage is going to be successful, and I'll tell you how I know. Because when I do marriage counseling, one of the things I t- joke with the husbands about is I say, look, learn, learn to say yes, dear, as, as quickly as you can. And, and when Missy said, uh, hey, Curtis, wave, I mean, he was on it just like that. So <laughs> y- you keep that up, Curtis. You'll, you, you'll be all right, man. I got uh, one uh, quick story to tell you guys and we'll be, we'll be done related to when Missy was here uh, before. Uh, sometime later, she called me and said, this uh, Christian radio station, WLQV, on which we advertise, is looking for a pastor to do a spot on there to endorse Bethany. Would you be willing to do that? And I said, yeah, I'd be willing to do it. All I needed to do was stop by the uh, radio station, which is in Ferndale, and it would just take about five minutes just say a few words about, about Bethany. A few weeks later, it happened that Kim and I were going out to Ferndale, and I decided that I, why don't we just stop in there? I was just going to go in and leave her in the car. It's only supposed to take five minutes. But she uh, decided that, no, I'll go in with you. So we went in, and they said, well, wait here in the lobby until we get the person who will do that with you. When the person came, 
They asked me to come in. I thought Kim was just going to stay in the lobby, but the person said, well, she can come back too. So she went back too, and then we're getting set up, and they're asking some questions about Bethany, and I'm answering them, and then Kim would chime in. And then she would say something else that I'd forgotten that she appreciates about Bethany. And then we talked some more, and then she chimed in some more. And then the radio station person said, well, hey, you want to do a a spot as well? (laughs) It's all true. So so they put headphones on her, and hers was way better than mine. (laughs) So for way better. So for about a year, about a good year, we were on WLQV like every morning before John MacArthur. And I cringed every time mine was on, and she had this great thing. In fact, at the end of mine, I said, my name's Ken Brown, the pastor of Community Baptist Church. I even don't even get the name of my church right on the, uh, on the, on the thing. So, all right, thanks again for coming.